The Holistic Counseling Podcast is part of the practice of the Practice Network, a network of podcasts seeking to help you market and grow your business and yourself. To hear other podcasts like Behind the Bite, Full of Shift, and Impact Driven Leader, go to www.practiceofthepractice.com forward slash network. Welcome to the Holistic Counseling Podcast, where you discover diverse wellness modalities, advice on growing your integrative practice, and grow confidence in being your unique self. I'm your host, Chris McDonald. I'm so glad you're here for the journey. Welcome to today's episode of the Holistic Counseling Podcast. This is Chris McDonald. I'm your host and expert in all things related to holistic counseling. If you're a new listener to the podcast, I want to say welcome. As a listener, you have access to my free nine-part email course, Becoming a Holistic Counselor. In this course, you'll explore different holistic strategies, how to develop your skills as a holistic counselor, and how to attract your ideal holistic clients. Go to www.holisticcounselingpodcast.com, scroll down, enter your name and email address today. Back to today's episode. Have you ever wondered about energy techniques and how they might help you and your clients? Today's guest will give you an in-depth discussion about this and you'll learn strategies to release stuck energy. Stacey Shapiro has been on a mission to assist families in finding peace. She has spent the last 20 years developing an intuitive and integrative approach to her work as a clinical social worker, play therapist, and master life coach. She specializes in anxiety and trauma among children, teens, and adults. Stacey's down-to-earth style, collaborative, and intuitive nature make it easy for her clients to find success. Currently, she's in private practice through telemental health. She comes to you with a wealth of information regarding counseling parents and their children during life-changing and stressful events, which there have been so many of those in the past year and a half. She provides online or phone counseling and coaching services. Welcome to the Holistic Counseling Podcast, Stacey. Thank you, Chris. I'm excited to be here. Can you share a little bit more about yourself and your work, where you're from? I'm from Pennsylvania, and I see people virtually in counseling and coaching. Counseling, people need to be in Pennsylvania because that's where my license is, and coaching can be across state lines or the world. Excellent. What brought you to be a holistic, more holistic provider? So honestly, it was my own personal journey. I started going for massages regularly as part of my self-care as a counselor. And the person that I was seeing, she was using a lot of Reiki and energy medicine techniques. And that's I a great massage was, therapist. Right? <laughs> Sorry to interrupt, but yeah, that's, that's exactly. awesome. And she was also, I believe, a shaman because she was oh. doing all kinds of things with the spirit worlds. And I was very curious about all of this change that was happening in me and transformations and awakenings. So I wanted to learn more about it and how I could bring it into my counseling programs and counseling sessions. So I actually, in one of her meditation groups, it was a woman's circle, it came to me to Google psychotherapy and energy. And what came up was the Association for Comprehensive Energy Psychology which I had no idea existed. I didn't either. Yeah. (laughs) I learned something new every day in my pocket. Yeah. And so now I'm actually on their membership committee. So I have to give them a little plug. (laughs) Isn't that funny? So 
So Google connected you to holistic counseling. <laughs> exactly. And I went to my first conference with them. I forget what year wow. it was. Probably like 2012 or something like that. And I went to this conference. It was in Florida. And I walked in and, and saw all of these speakers that I was just in awe of. And one of them was actually a shaman. So imagine a shaman speaking at a psychotherapy conference. Nice. You know? That sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of fun. So I got introduced there to comprehensive yeah. energy psychology okay, and EFT. And so I got more training in those two areas to bring in the energy stuff. Uh, what is counseling practice? comprehensive energy psychology? What is that? Basically, it works on three energy systems. One is the meridians. One is the chakras. And the other one is the biofield, which is the aura for some people, how they express what that is. And basically, they are using muscle testing to ask the body where there might be stuck energy and the belief is, is that all negative emotions are just stuck energy. And so if we can move that energy, which comes first, right, that yeah. energy is first, then we can move the memories and we can also move the sensations that people are feeling in their body, which then helps them bring in the cognitive piece. And can you share what EFT is for those who aren't aware? Oh, emotional freedom technique. And how does that work with clients? And so that works with the, the meridians also with tapping. Some clients like to rub the meridian points. Others like to tap. Others like to hold it. And we use different ones that coincide with the psychology that acupuncturists actually use also to help move the energy. I, I know I've learned a little bit about EFT and use some of it with clients, but I'm always unsure like how often do they need to use it? Is it just when they're activated and feeling stressed? Or is this something that could be used preventatively? Yeah, it can be used anytime. Obviously, you don't want to do more than, you know, 30 minutes a day okay. <laughs> doing it. <laughs> you don't want to overuse it. But basically, it can be used to resolve trauma. It can be used to help with anxiety or sleep. Pretty much anything, anger. It can also just be used to relax your body. I don't know if you've oh, noticed okay. when you tap the different points. Yes. It's very relaxing and soothing inside. So have you seen some significant results with clients that you teach EFT to? Oh, yes, definitely. And I just took the EFT 1 and 2 through the Association for Comprehensive Energy Psychology. And they were teaching more about how to use it with trauma and they have different techniques like the tearless trauma technique, which is really helpful for people who are having from zero to 10 on the sud rating high distress because you put it into a box and it's like you're a witness versus you living it and getting re-traumatized. It's really cool. So that's a different way to, to use it with trauma. Mm-hmm, definitely. And I've seen that work with, you know, I, I actually just had somebody who was in the, the middle of a tornado and oh my goodness. Um, yeah, it was hitting the building that they were in. And we did some, well, they were uh, talking to you. 
No, oh, but okay. actually, like, wow. <laughs> it was like four hours after, and I had just met this client. Oh, and uh, talk yeah. about immediate response, mm. right? And uh, so I introduced it to him, and I usually wait a little bit to introduce oh, his energy okay. techniques because sometimes you know people think it's weird or. It is kind of out of the box, you know? And so anyways, we used it and he's like amazed by not having flashbacks. He even has to go back to that building and he's not having flashbacks. So, Oh, so it can help with that fl- the flashbacks. So. Yes. And his sleep and anxiety. One mm-hmm. thing I noticed too is it's hard to get clients to use it. <laughs> yeah. Have you been able to find a way to kind of convince clients or... I guess, help them figure out how can you use this consistently? Definitely. So I often say, you know, when we are using it in session around something specific, they don't really need to use it because we've resolved it, if that makes sense. Yeah. But if they're having anxiety or, you know, something's coming up in between sessions, they can use it. And I often give out the resource, the tapping solution, because they have a lot of scripts and video on it and they did really oh, what is good. that? Oh, the tapping solution. So they did a really good job getting the word out about tapping and they do really good marketing for it. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So they have different information and, and ways to use it and scripts for patients to follow because often it's the words that people get flustered by. That's true. So, yeah. So I, sometimes I even just take the words out. I'm like, just do the tapping. Oh, and okay. Yeah. So it's less confusing for them. So can you share what are some of the words for those that haven't used it before? Usually I'm just doing a setup statement. Like even though I'm anxious about this podcast, right? <laughs> Good one to be in the immediate moment. <laughs> right. <laughs> I am safe on the other end. Right. So putting okay. something positive on the other end and then running through all the tapping points from the head down through the underneath the armpit. And we just say different statements on that. Like I would find out what the sud level is, the distress level. And I would say this eight, you know, and then go to the next point and say this anxiety and just keep going through it with different words. How often do you go through it? A tapping sequence? I usually bring it down to a zero. So it really depends on each person. But a lot of oh, times... Oh, so the suds level till it's a zero? Yeah. Oh, okay. Definitely. And um, a lot of times that takes at least three times. Yeah. And then other mm-hmm. times things pop up, you know, that they might think of something else that it's connected to. So then we tap around that. And if I'm finding that it's not coming down, we might drink some water or check in and see like, are they feeling sick that day? Or do they not sleep enough? That kind of a thing. Cause that all interrupts the treatment. Oh, it does. So you have to be really aware of where they are that day and what they're bringing. Exactly. If we're finding that it's not coming down on the sud level. So you have to be really in tune to that. Yes. And then sometimes there's subconscious blocks and that's why I bring in the comprehensive energy psychology because we can muscle test for that and clear them. Oh, so you combine both of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And comprehensive energy psychology has the meridians built into theirs. It's a little bit different. They don't use the words. They just tap and ask the body if there's any blocks 
and whether we should be using tapping or the chakras or the biofield. So depending on what the body wants. To oh, so you ask the body for which area to work on? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that energy. Mm-hmm. Okay. I know I was reading, you had a blog article about clearing your aura. Can you share with listeners what is an aura and what are some quick tips to clear it? Sure. So the aura is the field around your body and it's a few feet out from you. And when you're around a lot of people, bringing it closer to your body is better so you don't pick up other people's energy. But some quick ways to clear it are using sound like Tibetan bowls or soothing music. You can also use your hands to go in front of your body and imagine you're clearing the energy down to the floor. And you can also use visualizations like um, imagining a waterfall coming over the top of your head and uh, smoothing your aura of any negativity. I actually just put together a meditation for mental health therapists. That's what I was going to ask you. Fantastic. (laughs) Yeah. And it uses the waterfall. Um, That sounds great. Yeah. And some other techniques to learn how to clear the the field and then close it so that other people's energies aren't coming in and draining you. So is this something that therapists should do every day when they're working with clients? You're like, (laughs) (laughs) so I I learned this the hard way. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I um, loved counseling and there was a period of time where I was getting drained very easily and getting sick all the time and all of this stuff. And I couldn't figure it out. And I actually went to a shaman to help me learn about the energy and different things that could be behind it. And it was like life-changing. I was so impressed with it and started using crystals in my office and around myself and clearing all the time. Clearing, 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 right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And then filling myself back up with energy. But how do you fill back up? Grounding and taking energy in from the earth or going up into the ethers and bringing energy down so that way it's filled in. Wow, that's very interesting. Yeah, I didn't even realize it existed. <laughs> you know, prior exactly. I'm to, sure a lot of people don't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, why didn't anybody teach me this in grad school? You know, they really, they teach you self-care, but That's not, true. not on all the levels of our being, right? They teach you yeah. physically to exercise. They don't even teach you. I don't know about now, but when I was back then, they didn't even teach me to make sure my mind was not on something stressful while I was exercising. Because that kind of takes away from the self-care piece, right? Like if you're thinking about your stress, how can you relax? (laughs) How can your body relax? And let it go. Exactly. So mindfulness was really a good help for me as well, learning that technique. But yeah, they taught us to sleep well and eat well and all that kind of stuff. But they didn't really teach us about energy or our spirits, you know. Energy body. Energy body, Yeah. I wonder if there's therapists out there that may not be aware of this. And would there be signs that maybe that they need to do some clearing? How would they physically or emotionally feel? 
Definitely. I think that a lot, well, right now, I don't know about you, but I'm on Facebook and some of these therapist groups and I keep hearing, I'm so drained. Yes, I'm so drained is a big one. <laughs> yes. And that is why I created this coaching program for mental health therapists, because when the pandemic first happened, I was like, oh my gosh, this is what I've been learning about all this time is all this self-care and how to do it and how to move through this without collapsing, right? Um, Did you say without collapsing? Yes, without collapsing (laughs) and becoming burned out. Or just like doing your work and then all you can do is go to the couch and lay down, Exactly. And so with energy techniques, I figured out how to up my self-care to three times a day or more from doing it every other day pre-pandemic. So that really helped me get through. And I wanted to bring it to other mental health therapists so that they can also thrive during this time as well. So have you noticed your energy shift when you're doing more of this clearing? Yeah, it's not as drained. And it also, I do energetic boundaries as well, like shielding. Um, Can you talk about that? Sure. So you just imagine a shield around you and I go over different ones in this course, but one can just be a bubble around you in your aura and it's bouncing off any negativity and letting in love and light and all the positive. So that way you're not absorbing the negative energy. I know that's so helpful. I do that as well. Really yes. can start your day. And I think, especially for therapists out there that work with trauma mm-hmm. and heavier issues, because I find, if, especially if I have a day that's like really heavy with a lot of difficult clients, and I think I have to do more of the clearing and shielding because by the end of the day, I'm just like a zombie if I don't. Yes, definitely. And I wish somebody had taught me that early on. (laughs) (laughs) It was funny because I, the shield in the bubble didn't work for me as much, but I hear a lot of people offering it to people. So another one that ended up working better for me was putting yourself in a cube instead of the round shape. And the Yeah, the squares are more about like boundaries. Does that make sense? Versus yeah, I'm just trying to imagine, visualize that, imagine that, what that would be like. I've never heard that. Yeah, I just learned about it actually this oh, year. Okay. Because I was wondering why the circle wasn't um, oh, okay. working as well, but I used other techniques too. But then this one came along. I was like, oh, this is super easy. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Is that just, just certain people connect more to the square? So I think, well, this I'm studying under Cindy Dale. I don't know if you know her, but no. she is like a chakra guru. And it's kind of funny because the massage therapist that I was seeing back way back, you know, 15 years ago, she introduced me to Cindy Dale's oh, work. Okay. And I don't know, I have like three of her books. I probably haven't read all of them. (laughs) Are you like me that you have all the stack of books that you're going to get to? (laughs) Yes, one day. (laughs) And so I'm in her class and she was describing to us that circles are more about connection and bringing things towards you energetically. And so squares are more about boundaries and having things bounce off of you. So, okay, um, wow, yeah, that's where I learned it from. That's good to know, especially Mm -hmm. for people that the circle doesn't work. Exactly. Exactly. And I think as therapists, we're all about trying to find those individual things that work for people. 
Yes. And you never know what's going to work. That's why I like to know a lot of different things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> in my you toolbox. Do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I know on your website, you talk about empaths. Can you share a little bit about that? Do you talk to clients about that at all? Yes. I talk to them about it all the time. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so that was part of my integrating things too. Nice. So empaths are super porous to energy and they absorb energy and there's different kinds of empaths. And, but once they learn how to ground their energy and shield themselves, they have a much happier time in life. So that's why I like to teach them these techniques and as well as others, but these are the main ones. Cause I wonder if that's part of being connected to with that draining of energy, right? And if you're able to connect so much to other people and their emotions that I would think that would drain you too. Yes. You mean me or them? Anybody. Yeah. Oh yeah. Anybody is an empath. Yeah. Cause I'm an empath too. So yeah. Um, me too. Yeah. So it is really important for us to understand what our energy is doing and how to clear it. And I actually also, as part of my work with them, because I can't integrate the healing stuff that I'm learning, I'll hand them off to somebody else to help them clear some of the stuff if they're having a hard time. Oh, okay. Um, So like referring out to like a shaman or... Yeah, shaman or energy healer. Definitely. Yeah, and that's always good for us to remember, too, that there are sometimes we do have to refer out to other holistic people. Exactly. Especially if people are stuck because sometimes, there's you know, past life stuff or there's family stuff, you know, intergenerational trauma. Yeah, that's huge. Definitely. So there's all kinds of things that could be keeping them stuck. And I'm all about helping people move forward as quickly as we can. Yeah, yeah, and, and I think sometimes we got to remember we're only one person. We can't always be everything to everyone. Exactly. Exactly. I know you mentioned chakras. Can you share what are what those are? Yeah, so the chakras are energy centers. They come in through the front and the back. There's seven main ones that everybody talks about, but there's additional ones as well. Yeah. Is there anything specific? Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> It's okay. I know some people may not be aware of what they are. So is there the same strategies to clear those as like the aura or is that different? It's a little different because they are in different spots in the middle of your body. So different people clear them differently. You kind of need to know where they are. And it's hard to, to describe <laughs> <laughs> Okay, on a podcast. I could go through them if you wanted, but I, I don't know how much time we have. Yeah, if you want to just go through and just tell us about maybe one of them and what might be a strategy. Sure. So the root chakra is in between the hips near their tailbone and it's red in color and it's often used when it might be blocked when people are feeling unsafe in the world because it's all about safety and security And so we might go in there and clear it through a visualization. And how we do that is we just imagine like a red ball in that area and it might be, it might be scuffed looking. And so what you're going to do is you can imagine fire is helping to dissolve whatever is in there, use that element, and then it will become more clear and vibrant in color. So it's a lot of visualization. 
Yes, a lot of visualization. I was trying to do it as you're talking. <laughs> I was like, am I clear yet? Okay. <laughs> That's great. Did it feel clear? <laughs> yeah, I think so. That's uh, awesome. So I wonder, is it intu- you have to be somewhat intuitive to, to tune into that or does that matter? Yeah, sometimes it takes practice for people. So I know in the beginning when I was trying to learn all of this, a lot of people in our society are cut off from their bodies. And so part of it is learning how to go within into the middle of our bodies with our imagination to see where like the heart is and the lungs and the stomach, that area. It's hard to get in there. Yeah, I know. That's so true. But isn't mm-hmm. a lot of trauma stored in the root chakra? Yes. Yeah. That's what I thought. The sense of safety is a lot of times disrupted. Definitely. And then that often affects the second chakra, you know, about the emotions. And yes. then the third chakra with their power, feeling powerless, that kind of a thing. So, yeah. There's, there's so much with this energy practice, isn't there? Definitely, definitely. And it's a lot of work to keep on top of it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> exactly. I know some days I'm like, oh, do I got to clear stuff again? <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah. It is, is that consistent practice that you definitely keep up with, just like exercise. Exactly. And that's why at night, you know, I'll put on a meditation and put my essential oils on the different chakras. So that way they're opening oh, up and okay. I'm clearing them f- from the day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what's a takeaway you could share today that could help listeners who might be starting their holistic journey? Well, one thing is if you want to release energy pretty quickly, you can breathe in and out. And when you breathe in, say the word relax and breathe out, say the word release and go into any part of your body that feels tension and do this and you'll start to notice that you can clear that energy out and your body will be able to relax. Oh, that's really nice. So I would think that would be helpful at the end of a work day for therapists. Definitely. And it's super quick and easy. You can do yeah. it in between clients. <laughs> exactly. So so it's re- inhale, is it to the place you feel like tension or yeah. feel heavy? Yes. And then just say the word relax first and then say relief. And then say release. When you exhale. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love how simple that is. Yes. We definitely need simple. (laughs) I know. Nothing too complex where it's like a 30 minute protocol. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. But I find for as far as energy goes that I have to get regular Reiki for myself. Mm -hmm. I think that helps me so much. Definitely. Definitely. I participate in Reiki shares because I'm a oh, Reiki okay. master and yeah. teacher of Yusu of um sorry, holy fire Reiki. Yeah, I studied Yusui and then nice. I became a teacher for the Holy Fire Reiki and that was really powerful. But I also go to somebody for cranial sacral massage. I really enjoy oh, I that. love that too. Yes. That helps me with my migraines. Oh nice. Well Reiki yeah. does too. You know, I found Reiki to be the most effective thing for migraine for me. Mm-hmm, definitely. I've done healing stuff for people with migraines and using also essential oils like lavender on your neck. When yeah. You feel it coming oh, on. Yeah. yeah. It's very soothing. Sure. It does take a holistic approach for it. Definitely. Definitely. So Stacey, have I missed anything else that you wanted to share? 
I just wanted to share that my giveaway to the therapist, which is a quiz to see if you're burned out or on your way to burnout or if you're doing your self-care really well. And in that quiz, I also offer on the results page a four minute and 33 second meditation. I tried to make it short and sweet for clearing energy and also a self-care workbook. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah. Thank you for that. I'm sure that'll come in very handy for people. I hope it's helpful. Yeah. And especially with burnout, because sometimes I think we're not always aware when it's happening, right? Until we're like really extreme in the middle of it. Exactly. And during this pandemic, I think fall and winter again are going to be... I think you're right. Yeah, it's going to be rough. So it was really fun to help everybody through the last class that I ran in October and, you know, for seven months. Yeah. It was really transforming for them and it uplifted our spirits while we were going nice. through this. So we were doing it together. So well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Well, thank you for having me. And I want to thank my listeners for continuing to support the show. And I will be putting Stacy's information in the show notes for you to find all those helpful things that she mentioned with the meditation and different workshops she has. And if you found this episode helpful, please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcast. This is Chris McDonald sending each one of you much light and love. Until next time, take care. If you're loving the show, will you rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform? We just started this and that helps other people find this show. Also, if you're feeling uncertain about your modalities and you want to build your confidence to be your unique self, I want you to join my free email course, Becoming a Holistic Counselor, over at HolisticCounselingPodcast.com. In my Becoming a Holistic Counselor course, you'll get tips for adding integrative care into your practice, what training you need and don't, and the know-how to attract your ideal holistic clients. If this sounds like the direction you are headed, sign up at HolisticCounselingPodcast.com. This podcast is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information in regards to the subject matter covered. It is given with the understanding that neither the host, the publisher, or the guests are rendering legal, accounting, clinical, or any other professional information. If you want a professional, you should find one.